Chris Lowe reporting Nick Saban retiring from the great game of college football. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons with Jake Asman here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and a SEC legend, an, a basketball Hall of Famer, and a diehard football fan joins us now, and a good friend of Nick Saban's. He's an Auburn legend and a friend of ours. Charles Barkley returns here to ESPN Radio. And, and Chuck, I will never forget the first time Alabama was playing Auburn with Nick Saban as their head coach. I'm at WJOX in Birmingham with our good friend Lance Taylor. We have you on our pregame show. You're driving to the game in Tuscaloosa. And I asked you a very simple question. What's it like right now being an Auburn fan with Mike Shula out and Nick Saban in? And your answer, do you remember what it was? I think I said the day Michael Jackson died, the day Elvis died, and the day the Alabama got rid of Mike Shula. The three worst days in my life. <laughs> That's it. There it is. Okay. And, and, and they hire Nick Saban, man. You are, you are a diehard college football fan. In your opinion, what has he meant to the great game of, of, of arguably your favorite sport? Well, he's the greatest coach uh, by far. Uh, he's, the, he's the GOAT. I don't think anybody else is in the conversation. I mean, because you have to factor in, let's be realistic, coaches from back in the day, but you have to factor in segregation. You have to factor in scholarship limitations. And the biggest factor in, you have to uh, factor in guys leaving college early. You know, back in Bear Bryant's days and, you know, Bud, I forget Bud's name at uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska. You Bud know, Wilkinson. Guys had to, you know, Bud Wilkinson, who had like a 60 game winning streak, those guys had to stay in college for four years. So, Coach Saban, you know, he's the greatest coach ever. I got nothing but admiration and respect for him. You know, I just read the tweet from Deion Sanders. I think he said it best. Man, we knew really, and I said this earlier this year, I said, how in the world do we screw up college football? You know, I love the NFL, but college football is, you know, growing up in Alabama and being an Auburn grad, you know, college football is my thing. I mean, I love the NFL, but college football is my thing. But what kind of society are we that we've screwed up the sport so much that we run. And then Dion said, it. he says, we probably need to look in the mirror. We ran the goat out of the game. And, you know, there's a sadness there because it's really true. You know, I've been saying this for the last couple of years, like what are we doing with college sports? Yeah. Uh, and we have totally screwed it up. We got those boneheads from the NCAA they're total boneheads. I mean, you go back in, in the last X amount of years, you know, a guy gets an extra pair of shoes. We suspended him. A guy goes to dinner with the wrong person. We suspended him. And now the players revolted, and rightfully so. They're like, wait a minute. Y'all got to give us something now. But now it is – I would say it's the wild, wild west – but I would be doing a disservice to the wild, wild west. No doubt. And so, so having said that, and Charles Barkley here with us, who's a great friend of Nick Saban's, if you are just tuning in, Chris Love reporting, Nick Saban retiring as a head coach at Alabama at the age of 72 with, what, seven national championships, six at Alabama. I know it's, you know, just it still makes your skin crawl, Chuck, but but he is. Uh, well, not know. only, and, and the thing that was really amazing about Coach Saban, to be honest with you, Ian, like, his worst years, he lost two games. 
you know, uh, one of the reasons I hate Alabama fans is like they're like, we went ten and two. We lost in overtime to a, a team that was better than us. <laughs> you know, Michigan was the best team in the college football this year. Alabama gave them their toughest game. They lost in overtime, and Alabama fans are like, it's the end of the world. We lost two games. You go back and look at Coach Saban's career. He, he won the six championships at Alabama, and obviously the one at LSU. But his other years, he lost either in the playoffs or they lost two games. If that's not true greatness, we don't even know what greatness is. Because, you know, a lot of guys, when they lose, they lose like five or six games. His worst years, he's like, wait, they lost two games. And the Alabama fans are such jerks. They're like, Man, we stink. I'm like, gosh, y'all lost two games. <laughs> That's how great this guy was, man. And we're never going to see anything like it again. We're never going to see anything like it again in a in a short period of time. And I, I, I and there's a, like, even though he's at Alabama, there's a certain sadness because if you like sports, which you know, Ian, I love sports so much because sports are giving me every single thing in my life. Yep. You know, everything. And I'm like, I just watched greatness. I just watched flat-out greatness for the last few years. And it was an honor and a privilege. And I'm going to tell you why I like this guy so much. He's asked me to speak to the team twice. He asked me one time to talk to them about competition. And then the one thing, the reason I really got a lot of admiration and respect for this guy when all the stuff was going on with George Floyd and things like that, he asked me to come speak to his black players about, he says, you know, I'm a 60-some-year-old white guy. I have no idea what it's like to be black. And this guy, who at, at my, arts, my arts enemy, I might add, says, hey, and you talk to any Alabama players or coaches, they're like, yeah, man, he really cares about us as players. But for him to take the time to call me and say, hey, come please talk to my players what it's like to be black with all this George Floyd stuff going on, it meant the world to me. It meant the world to me, Ian. And ever since then, I said, yo, man, I'm always on the speed dial. If you ever need anything from me, because that really meant a lot to me. How rare is that? And Charles Barkley, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever play any sport, and a dear friend of Nick Saban's, reacting to Nick Saban leaving the great game of college football, according to Chris Lowe's reporting that he is retiring, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Well, I mean, when you, when you, what you just said right there, Chuck, and we've known each other damn near 30 years now, man. I mean, that, that relationship, and you have a ton of unique relationships. What does that relationship right there mean from your arch rival's head coach who puts you in misery so many years, right, outside the kick six and a few others. But to have that yeah, unique it, relationship, it, that kinship, what's that mean to you, man? Well, because, you know, unfortunately, like a lot of these fools from Alabama, my life doesn't revolve around how good Alabama and Auburn does in football. Right. You know, one of the reasons I love Bruce Pearl he graduates all his players. Listen, I want Auburn to be great in basketball and football, but what I really care about, I want these young black men, young black men to go to college for four years, get an education. 
you know, the, the, the thing I hate about college sports the most is we spend all our time trying to appease the less than 1% who going to go on to play pro. But see, that's the thing that drives me crazy. We've changed the whole system right now to appease 1%, less than 1%. There's less than 1% going to go pro in any of these sports. But we have broken the whole college model because a bunch of guys, well, a very few guys who, like, yeah, they probably were getting screwed uh, by the system, to be honest with you, but they weren't getting paid what they deserved. But let's be realistic. Less than 1% of these guys are going to go to the pros. But we have changed the entire system, and now we can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. And I don't know how this thing is going to end because these players are never going to go back to not making any money. And I have no problem with that. But we have blown up the entire system to appease less than 1%. And I don't know, I don't know how this, you know, I don't know how this movement is going to end because now it's just, it is between the transfer portal and us paying guys millions and millions of dollars a year. I just don't know how this bad movie is going to end. And, and and there's a certain sadness with that because, uh, cause like I say, most of these kids who are black, going to college, uh, getting a free education is a really big deal. You know, I know a lot of people, Ian, who are really successful, who are still paying back college loans, who are really successful. Yep. Amen. And then I hate when and I hate when guys who are successful on television say, "Well, they're not giving these kids anything." I say, "Well, first of all, the system was broken. I'll admit that. But to say a guy getting a free education is nothing, I'm like, I don't agree with that. I really don't. Like I say, the system wasn't fair. I'll be the first to admit that. But for guys who are really, really successful to get on TV and say, well, we're just screwing these kids. Everybody's making money except the players. I said, well, there's some truth to that. But getting a free education and getting out of college after four years and don't have any bills, I think a lot of people would go for that deal. Amen. Chuck, I mean, amen, bro. I mean, I'm, I'm getting ready to send two kids to college, right? I mean, so, and and, and we'll touch on that in a moment. Hey, Chuck- listen, I, you, know, you know, I'm a grandfather now, and it's the greatest thing ever happened to me in my life. Little Henry and a little girl named Charlie. Awesome. Let me tell you something. I'm probably going to have to keep working, because by the time they go to college, it's going to be like a million dollars each. I Dude. Mean- <laughs> Hey, I'm about to hit you up for a loan, bro. I mean, my, my daughter just got into, into Auburn, right? And, I mean, it, it's not cheap where you went to school. I mean, come on now. Hey, let me, you, you know, and, and the thing that bothers me, and I 100% agree with you, the greatest country in the world, the United States of America, what we are doing to these kids is a travesty and a disgrace because what's really happening now is there are so many kids who are smarter than other kids. They got zero chance of going to some of these great schools yep. because number one, they're not, their parents can't afford to send them and they're not going to go in debt. And I do, I think the greatest country in the world, which we live in the United States, what they're charging these kids to go to these schools today 
is a travesty and a disgrace, plain and simple. Hey, I don't disagree with you one bit. Charles Barkley here with us reacting to the retirement, according to Chris Lowe, who's reporting that Nick Saban is retiring here with us on ESPN Radio. And, and Chuck, how much do you think NIL and the portal, uh, basically free agency, and as you mentioned, it, to call it the wild, wild west is an insult to the wild, wild west, uh, led to Nick Saban saying, you know what, I can't go poach my best friend's roster anymore. I can't re-recruit my own guys anymore. Miss Terry and I, we're riding off in the sunset. We're done. Well, number one, I haven't talked to Coach Saban. I'm probably going to send him a nice text tonight. I want to be, I want to be let all the smoke because I want him to make sure that I say what he means to me and how great he's been to me. And I haven't talked to him. I want to make that clear. But there's no doubt in my mind, NIL and the transfer portal has something to do with it. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I think, because uh, man, this thing is bad now, and it's probably it's probably only going to get worse because of the playoff now. Because you know, you only had to beat four teams. You had to beat one of four teams now. You're going to be, they're going to add more teams, but you probably going to have to, because, uh, you know, me and Ernie had this conversation on our podcast. First of all, I think they got to shorten the football season because these kids, to ask them to play two or three more football games, it's not fair to their bodies. It's not fair to their bodies. So you're probably going to have to shorten the regular season so, man, it's only going to get harder to win the championship going forward. But the NCAA, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. Like, you can have these kids playing three extra football games a year. It's not fair to those kids' bodies. So, I, like I say, I'm talking. I don't know. But I think if Coach Saban was honest with me and with everybody, this thing that I hear has gotten so out of hand. Uh, you know, paying college kids millions of dollars, millions of dollars, Ian, and it's crazy. It's crazy. And just, and I have no problem if a kid go to a college, you take care of him. But to pay kids millions of dollars to come to your school, what if they can't play? <laughs> you know, what if they can't play? Yeah, I mean, you have to factor that in. Like, well, I'm gonna get this kid two million, three million dollars to come to my school. What if he can't play? I mean, I think all these are factors, and it doesn't surprise me. It won't surprise me as more colleges because once you kind of won, and you don't want to go through the headache or the hassle, I can see more great coaches walking away. I can, I really can, because. To go have to the re number one give a high school kid millions of dollars, and to re recruit your players. That's talking to college coaches who are friends of mine. That's probably the toughest thing they're going through. Not only am I on the on the trail trying to recruit, I got to recruit my own players after every season. So man, it is so it's it like I say it is the wild wild west out here right now. And uh, I think Coach Saban, if he was on, he'd say, you know what, I'm not doing this crap every year anymore. I'm the greatest coach ever, and it's only going to get wilder and harder to win more every year. 
And I don't want to deal with that every year. I had the greatest college coaching career ever. I'm going to go sit on the beach with Miss Terry. That's what I think, honestly, he said. Chuck, as we turn you loose, and we've kept you too long, man, but I, I, I truly embrace our friendship, and I can't thank you enough for being here uh, or reacting to the news that Chris Love reporting, Nick Saban, your, your good friend, a guy I've known as well, uh, Nick Saban retiring from uh, the college football as the head coach of Alabama. On that note, Jim Harbaugh has a decision to make. Do you stay at Michigan or do you go to the NFL? I think I know your answer. Oh, he's gone. He's, he's gone. There we go. He's Come gone. Why? There we Listen, go. Well, well, because, as I said earlier, the NCAA are boneheads. They're total boneheads. You know, they suspended him for having an inappropriate recruit. Like, wait a minute. You can, if you're trying to recruit, you do whatever you can to get these players. You don't suspend Harbaugh for recruiting violations. Now, the sign-stealing thing, everybody's stealing, uh, stealing signs, excuse me, but – See, that's the kind of that's actually a perfect example. Like, he had an illegal recruiting visit. Like, y'all gonna suspend him for having illegal recruiting visits? I mean, come on, man. During COVID, nine out of ten schools were having those same visits. But go ahead, yes, continue. And I and I guarantee you, everybody's recruiting illegally. Like, well, you can only call a guy three times. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna call that guy ten times if I get him to come to my school. You know, uh, the I Connor mean, so Stallion stuff was different, it, Chuck. That that went to a whole nother level, bro. But again, it, it did. It did. But but, do you want to deal with that? Do you want to? Well, first of all, you have to factor in. You know, Jim Harbaugh is probably saying, "Like, I'm not paying guys millions of dollars to come to my school." Uh, you know, you that had, you know, for, forget the NCAA for a second. You know, they they suspended him for sign stealing, illegal recruiting because he called somebody, had dinner with the wrong recruit. Now you have to factor in NIL. No, nah, man, I'm going to go to the NFL. I'm going to make more money. I don't have to deal with the NCAA. Yeah, I think it's, it's, he won the championship. Why deal with the NCAA anymore? No, I think he's gone to the NFL. He's going to have his choice of jobs. What should my daughter do? I mean, she got in Alabama and Auburn. I mean, what what do we got now? Well, listen – uh, you know, people who go to Auburn, we love Auburn. People who, and I mean that sincerely. People you know how hard it is Alabama, to get into Auburn go now? You got to have a 4.2. Chuck, you got to have a, you, you, look, you got to have a 4.2 to get in. Obviously, she, she gets the brains from me. Hey, let me tell you something. First of all, she got your brains. It's a 2.4. You're just looking at the numbers backwards. It's a 2.4. <laughs> you got kids. If she's got kitty's brain, it's a 4.2. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. If your if your daughter want to go to Auburn, I can hook her up. Okay, I, I know you can. That's only because you right, love listen. my wife more than me. But that's another story. There we go. Right? There. Yeah, I do. But I'm telling you something. Listen, uh, Auburn is very difficult to get in. It is. Well, let me tell you something. As much money as I give Auburn, they better let your daughter in if she want to go to Auburn. Trust she me. got in. Yeah, she's in. Oh, it's she a, got in. Yeah. Well, listen. Let me tell you something. It's a great school. It's uh, it's great academically. You know, we're excited about our future with Coach Freeze. Man, it's going to be, I will tell you this, the next the next few days with this Alabama thing are going to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. If they're going to, because like uh, every, like, come on, man, that, the, regardless, that job is, wow. <laughs> that That's a wow job. You know, that's like UCLA basketball, Kentucky basketball, the New York Yankees, 
you know, uh, I'm trying to think how many jobs out there, like when they call, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't care how successful I am. I got to look at that job. If, if you're a baseball manager, if the Yankees call, you're like, yeah, you take that phone call. You know, I mean, there are very few jobs where you're like, I don't care where you're at. You're like, oh, I got to take a look at that job. Alabama, listen, as much as I hate them, you got to take that phone call. Even if you got a good job right now, you still have to take like, oh, man, the Alabama job is open. I mean, that's that's a real thing. You got to take a look at that job. No matter how successful you are at other schools, you got to take the Alabama phone call. You do. You have to, plain and simple. No doubt. And whoever the successor is, it's going to be a remarkable ride, man, to, to follow the legend in Nick Saban. Chuck, we kept you too long, man. Thank you so much for your time at this hour. I, 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 and uh, we greatly appreciate your friendship, man. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, yeah. brother. You know I love you, man. You be safe. You take care of yourself. Now I'm going to go celebrate and get really drunk, and then Saban's gone. 